Yo, what's good? Laughing Out Die Later on the Road to the 100th episode. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Thank you. Uh, yeah, yeah, thank you for anyone who listens. Give us a, give us a five-star on Spotify, uh, on Apple. I don't know. I don't really even check Apple Podcasts, but if you listen there, thank you. Um, yeah, give us a five-star on Spotify. It helps us a lot. Um, it helps uh, get us more out there, I guess. And, uh, yeah, today we have uh, Chris Kirk. Right, that's uh, yeah. That's like, yeah. or is there, uh, or is it Christopher Kirk or something? Oh yeah, it's Christopher Kirk, but either or, Chris. Uh, you go by Chris Kirk. Yeah, I go by yeah. Chris. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. I think. Uh, I mean, my favorite part of saying is where we're, we're live from. Uh, depending on how these episodes go, I mean, for those who care, I just came back from a, a tour within time, so I was uh, up in Seattle and we recorded some episodes in the Bay, and now we're here back in beautiful Echo Park. Yeah, it's fucking nice out here. I need to like, I want to live here someday. That's fine. Like, yeah, I want to. Uh, whatever. I'm, I'm getting off track. But uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. My guest today, Chris Kirk, Locke, greatest band, one of the one of my favorite bands ever. Thank you, Locke and uh, Leather Slave. But overall, I'm not gonna front with you. Like, your photos. Yeah. Your photos are like. Um, I mean, you're older, but I mean, sure. but still, but like, your photos are like just remind me of like. Just chilling, you know what I mean? Like yeah. even like your like your photos are non uh, non not too like out there. Just like it's always like very detail orientated. Mm-hmm. Very uh, it's always always has a cool uh, so, something something cool is going on in the photo. Mostly black and white. I don't I don't know if you yeah do, yeah you don't do color that much. Not much. I do. Um, I've been leaning a little more into it, but I prefer black and white. Overall. Yeah, 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 yeah. But yeah, yeah. Your photos just basically your, your photos are like. I don't know, it just reminds me of like, like I think there's a, there's one photo that for some reason I was remembering today of uh, Speedy, like saying like next to someone, it says he loves cop. Oh yeah. And I was yeah, like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like shit like that where it's like, I feel like the average person would have like taken it like here pose, mm-hmm. but you kind of just took it like, like you sure. know what I mean? Like you waited for the moment. Mm-hmm. That's something, that's shit like that's kind of sick. But yeah, how are you doing? I'm good, man. Thanks. Appreciate it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah what'd you do today? Just worked. Came home. Um... Immediately worked on some flyers or yeah. like uh, kind of flyer stuff I had to work on, yeah. and then now we're here. Yeah, what you what flyer for? Um, for this band Kumo '99. Cool. Oh, is the is? Oh, wait, no, no. Oh, yeah, yeah, but yeah, they're like uh, in some type band. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah it's like a uh, drum and bass, like pop. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Those are punk dudes. I, I I like that band. I just heard of them recently. Yeah, yeah, they're and, awesome. But uh, like, who are they? Or who? They're Japanese, right? No, um oh, I'm thinking of another band. No, no, you're right. Uh they sing in Japanese, but they're both from here. Are they, they both from, they both lived in Los Angeles. Are they from Japanese like families or they're Yeah, the singer is Japanese. Okay, okay. Yeah, so yeah. yeah still yeah, yeah. That's sick. Are they like punk dudes or Um The singer was in like some old punk bands for sure. Um But like in a punk circle? Like they're punk people. Or no? For sure, yeah. yeah I would yeah. say so, yeah. They're yeah. like definitely like within the circle of sick. like friends. I should probably interview yeah. him. Yeah. Yeah. But um sick. Uh yeah, you're uh you basically do everything. Uh but let's let's talk about what led up to that your childhood. Sure, yeah. How was it growing up on Huntington Beach? It was great. It was like very chill. Um I think I was like I was saying earlier there wasn't much to do. So I always found myself like making art or having a lot of time to make music or you know go on tour those are definitely the luxuries of living in the suburbs where there's like not a show like every weekend mm. like an art show to go to or whatever and there's not like events so you have plenty of time to if you want to be creative and like that was a big plus 
just moves very slow, you know, so it gives you plenty of time to do whatever you want. Yeah. Um, what, what instilled, uh, liking art being, you know what I mean? There's one thing of like having the eye for art and another of like, was it your family members, uh, a friend or a, mm-hmm. the scene or what kind of was like, I, I'm just going to do art <clears throat> instead of getting into um, something else. Yeah, I don't know. I think it was my mom. She played guitar when I was younger. She had like an acoustic, like nylon guitar that she'd always play around the house. So I think that got me probably interested in music. And then it might just be like the typical, I have like an older brother. It might be the typical, like older brother has some CDs and tapes you want to listen to. So you sneak them and listen to them. Yeah. And maybe that's like sparked my interest in music. Um, I think I was interested in music from a pretty young age. And then I think when I found like punk and like alternative and like pop punk, that's what like really like changed the course of like what I was interested in, you know? And that was probably around eighth grade. So Yeah. And uh, you're, you're a brown skin. I am. How, yeah. how was yeah. that growing up in Huntington Beach? For the most part, it was fine, to be honest. Um, there was obviously some like incidents, I guess, like that you run into. But it was also just mainly being at, like, punk shows in Orange County, to be honest. Mm-hmm. It wasn't, like, just from... Orange County itself. Yeah, it wasn't just, like, from, like, the random skinhead that was, like, downtown. Like, they could care less. Like, they wouldn't... Like, if you don't... If you don't mess with them, they don't mess with you. Like, essentially. Um, but it was usually what happened at, like, a punk show down at... Uh, it used to be called The Galaxy. But it's now the uh, Observatory. Oh. Yeah. Um... But I mean, other than that, I mean, it was like, honestly, fine. Um, I think it gets like a pretty bad rep, you know? I mean, I guess part of it is warranted for sure. But overall, if you just like, are just doing you, like no one bothers you. How about identity? Like being, uh, like you're asking me and Kirk and- Yeah, and yeah, yeah. I don't know, just like, how was that? Like, were you ever like, I don't know, kind of see like, um, I don't know, see like movies or shows of like brown people and you're like, oh, like, this list is what I look like sure. but I'm over here like sure. living this life yeah it was definitely brought up I guess like when I was in elementary school it'd be like oh why is your last name Kirk and like why are you brown you look pretty Mexican too like, you have for a, sure yeah, yeah. yeah then like you have like a like a parent teacher conference or something like your friend comes over and like oh wait why are your parents white uh-huh. you know then you have to explain like oh I was adopted XYZ blah 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 do you ever get me fun of that like fools are like I mean I know kids are Kids are crazy No not really I never like got teased about it Or made fun of it I just cause like Probably cause I was quicker To make fun of Myself for it Than them Were you self conscious? Or like Or you used that as a mechanism? I think I probably used that as a mechanism To get like ahead of the curve Like to not have to deal with them Making fun of it's me Like oh, I'm okay with it Yeah so like if I'm okay If I'm making fun of myself Anything you say To try to make fun of me Like that's yeah, not gonna matter because I've already like yeah the class yeah, 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 you know, you've already yeah, made fun of yourself you know yeah so that was pretty much like how that went um but yeah I never really had like any like issues about it or like no one ever poked fun or like teased me about it as you know how about later on in life like yourself like do you ever wonder like who your parents are and et cetera et cetera for sure there's definitely times where you wonder but did I, mean, I ever like really like I need to know or like it was always like in the back of your head I think there was probably like a minute where I was like I, mean, I really am curious and I don't think I want to say it was like a burning desire to like ever find out or like look into it 
I've definitely looked into it and like done my own research and talked to my mom and dad about it, but I never had like an overarching like desire to go look. You never found it. You never found it. No, 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 no. Were you ever closer? Was it possible? No, because oh. it, it was a closed adoption, which yeah. means that my mom, biological mom, was probably underage, and so it was like closed by the courts. Because I think there was like, don't quote me on, but I think there was like a law maybe in the eighties that if it was someone underage was closed to like conceal their identity That's, for, for whatever reason. Is that still a thing now? I'm not sure. I think you have to. You can either agree to have it closed or open. Okay. It's just up to the parents. But I think back then it was just like it had to be closed. Interesting. But I think now it's changed where it can be open or closed if you want. Were your uh, other other brothers adopted too? Yeah, my older brother was too. So do you guys look the same or like or like? We're both brown for we're sure. We're both brown. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay. I think he's like Hawaiian. Okay. So he's like a little lighter skin brown. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um. Yeah, I think he's like the same, the same way about it too. The Sick. same feelings about it. Sick. Yeah. Yes. Um, would you say? Yeah. Would you say you got along with your parents? Yeah, I was. Uh, For sure. Yeah, I've never had. I mean, yeah. I mean, you go through like the typical teenage bullshit of like, yeah. you know, pushing back. But overall, like, they've been like nothing but great. Yeah. I mean, they definitely supported all my music endeavors. Um, probably beyond like I would say, maybe most parents. Yeah. So I can't like complain at all. Like it's been fine yeah do you I, I know this might sound crazy I don't want to sound too uh, too uh, what's the word uh, too nosy I was just wondering do you think like based on like based on what you see like um, you know growing up seeing other kids do you think like there's a different type of love from like a parent who like chose to like I want to take this kid in mm-hmm. from like a parent who like oh I just have a kid and I don't love him type shit you know what I mean for sure oh, like I, is there a different type of love or like like for example your parents yeah. being like I'm support you uh like with your music or with mm-hmm. your, being DIY, like like my mom, my mom's like right now kicking me in the ass, me like, <laughs> like what are you doing on tour? Like get, yeah. go get a fucking novice, etc. Yeah, I don't know if it stems from being adopted or not. I think it stems from like, I think in my experience of my parents' parents being like really hard on them. Oh, yeah. So it's like the flip, like the opposite. It's like oh, my parents were really hard on me as a kid. When I have kids, I'm gonna be a little more lenient and supportive. So they don't feel like they're being pressured or talked down to, you know. So I think that was like the difference. Same. Yeah, I don't think that had anything to do with like, you know, being yeah, like yeah. a biological kid or like an adopted kid. Yeah. I think it's just mainly just like generational. What do they think of like? I have a band called Elder Slate. I don't think they know about it. Yeah. Um, they've never seen any of my bands, which is fine. But they've always like you know, like so my, I guess my second band technically. They would let us practice in the house, like, as much as we wanted. Um, after, like, a certain time, we had to stop because the neighbors would complain. But, I mean, we practiced there so much. So, I mean, they never really bothered them. Same. Even, like, when I started learning drums, they, uh, I mean, thinking about it now, the amount of annoyance that must have been to, like, him see me, like, play drums for, like, hours on end, like, and they wouldn't complain about it. Yeah. So... It was fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know? so I was like, you had it like for a kid was like into DIY shit and like you had like you had the coolest parents for sure. Yeah. yeah, I remember there was one point I was recording a lot in my home or in my house in my room. My brother had moved out and our rooms were next to each other, separate by the wall. 
And I asked my dad if we could like knock down the wall between us so I could have like my room on one side and like recording to on the other side. Cause I had to run cables from like the recorder to the computer to transfer it. And like he cuddled like a giant hole in the wall. And it's like that's, still there to this day. That's sick. <laughs> and like that's he, fine. he just put up like uh, accordion doors so they're <laughs> separated now. But like when I was probably like 18, he like cut a hole in the wall. I was like, all right, I'm, like sick. I, I basically had like a home studio of what I could afford to like right there. So I had to leave my room. That's fire. So I was just like always recording stuff. You know. That's sick. Damn, that's sick. That's yeah, that's it was tight. Cool. So yeah, like, yeah. shout out to your dad. Yeah. <laughs> I'd say they're very supportive in their yeah. own way. Yeah, 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 for sure. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, so you uh, started being in bands. I was always yeah. supposed like some of your first band. I was, if you can remember, what's your very, very first band? My very first band was a band called Noise Attack. That's a cool, cool name. Yeah, they were called something else before I joined. They were called Every Six Seconds, and then okay. I joined, and I suggest we change it to this name. You know, like Every Six Seconds? No, I... What does it stand for? I think their joke was that someone masturbates every six seconds. That's so funny. Yeah. Like, like a science fact? I don't know, but I mean, we're like 15, you know? Yeah. So, like, it's like, it makes That's sense. That's kind of a cool for, name, Every Six Seconds. <laughs> makes sense for a 15-year-old. Yeah. And then I think around that time I got really into like American hardcore. Yeah. And there was a compilation called the North Atlantic Noise Attack, and so I just like yanked it from that. Yeah. Came Noise Attack. We practiced at the singer's house, and I didn't get driven there by some other friend because I didn't drive at the time. And I played one show with them, and I quit because I didn't like it. And then like the people or the music. I think it was the music, and I think around that time I had started writing my own songs that were like much more fast. Hmm. Like Noise Attack was very like pop punk oriented, oh, okay. and I was writing like more like Doctor No, like Minor Threat, like fast American hardcore. And they just they, the singer thought it was too fast, which is fine. So I quit, and then I think I went back. I was like, oh, I want to like be back in the band because I was so bored, you know. <laughs> so I think I played one more show with them in like. Uh, a driveway I quit again I was like well this, I don't want to do this anymore so I quit and then we started I started my second band called MK40 which I sang for and I wrote all the music I think and I sang for that and that what was like, like oh it just sounded like I want to say American Hardcore but it's probably far they're from that it was like more I guess like more it's like very amateur like punk I okay. guess you know it wasn't like as fast as like Minor Threat or American Hardcore stuff. Um, we played two shows. One was at my high school, like at the Battle of Bands, and the other was at a bar in Newport, like a very notorious like pay-to-play bar. And, like we didn't know what that meant. Yeah. Because I think I was like sixteen or seventeen. Do those still exist? Probably, yeah. Um, we played that show and then like the promoter got mad at us because we didn't sell the tickets and turned the whole thing we're like oh it's like well you owe us now like 150 bucks and we're like we don't have that like we're 16 you know what'd you do we just didn't pay it you just left <laughs> no we played but we like didn't pay him you know we sold i think two tickets and one was to the bass player's older brother who came to see us and he must have bought this other second one for his friend um but that band didn't end or that band didn't last very long and then after that, while still in high school, I started my other band, which I would say it's like my first serious band called Harpoon Guns. Harpoon Guns? Harpoon Guns, yeah. And we put out like a, a couple seven inches and stuff and went on tour. That was like, 
I would consider that my first like real like band, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. And then, and then was that the band you toured with, or? Yeah, that was a band I went on my first tour with. Put out like my first record. Like started meeting people in like the DIY, the actual DIY punk scene. Because like before that, I didn't know that existed. And so that's when I started meeting like actual DIY punk kids who were like, oh, you should like come to LA and play, or like we should play a show together. Do you dress all punk and shit? Or like, are you not really? My I just wore like jeans and like a flannel, you know? I was yeah. never very into like, like Mohawk punk or like yeah. patch punk, you know? It wasn't my are thing. The, are the like fucking the shoelace? No, no. Yeah. It was very like skate punk. Yeah. You know, I was like really into like a lot of like Oxnard stuff. Oh, okay. And like early skate punk. So that's kind of where that stemmed from. But that, like during this time is where I met Beans and Abe and this guy Chris who used to do a house called the Linden House in Long Beach. Mm. So that was like, the first time we got to go to like when we figured out there's like, oh there's a whole punk world. There's outside, other scenes. Yeah, yeah outside yeah. like you know the Orange Curtain as they say. Yeah, <laughs> the Orange Curtain. <laughs> you know. Yeah. So yeah, so you're in high school. You're doing all these shows. Are you are you doing good in school? Or are you? Uh... Yeah, I did fine in school. Yeah. I, mean, I got like I would say average. Were you but, straight edge or were you were you drinking at the time or? I never, were you a bad kid or what was, what was going on? No, no, I never claimed straight edge, but I didn't drink or do anything until I got older. Yeah. Um, do you know what straight edge was? I did, yes. I mean, I was like super like minor threat and like oh, okay, uniform yeah. choice and like all that kind of shit. But if you ask one of my other friends, he said that I was. But I will say that I don't think I ever claimed it, you know? Um, but I definitely wrote some like straight edge leaning songs. You were kind of know? straight edge. Yeah. No, yeah. I mean, no, I get you, know, I get you. I get yeah. I never like X'd up I never like claimed it um, But yeah I did like fine in school I got like average grades uh, Probably like B's and C's you know Yeah like, Average student Yeah Didn't cause problems in school Just like Did my work went home And like wrote music And played and stuff So you graduate high school And you've seen like Kind of Not not the world But you've seen a little glimpse Of like the world And you're, you're kind of learning More than the average kid What's life after high school Yeah I'd say like The Harpoon Guns Was like kind of like I want to say it started like junior year and like after we graduated or maybe we went on a tour like while I was in high school still but um after that it just kind of just like exploded because like, I didn't have school anymore besides like community college you know um I just I mean it was just like meeting people and it was like definitely the heyday of like MySpace music was it MySpace music or Facebook one of the two made it very easy to book shows like outside of your area um, I think it was maybe MySpace. You could type in like Portland, Oregon punk, and there'd be a band that come up, and you'd be like, you'd be like "Hey, we're gonna go on tour this day. Can you like help us book a show?" Like a hashtag or what? Or like no, you just like search. Like you could search like where located. the bands were from. Uh, like mm-hmm. I mapped out a route. And I was like, "Let's do these cities," and I'll just type in "punk this city," and whoever comes up comes up. You oh. know, like it wasn't very connected you know yeah i don't want to sound all old heady but it was like just it was just it was just different you know yeah um, it's a very uh beginner stages of like yeah these okay. yeah because i can see like an instagram like tells you everything for sure yeah like you like, know everything people are tagged and this person's in xyz yeah. band you know yeah um are they even followers or like the, or the way they present like because social media has come such a long way that the way you present yeah. someone on social media like you know, there's like you know how someone how someone like moves or something yeah or you say like a homie's playing a show and like Kansas, and he tags all the people on it. You're like, oh, I can look at these people, you know? Yeah. Um, but yeah, we did, with that band, we did two West Coast tours, 
I think. By West Coast, what do you mean? Like, what, like, uh, like do you guys go all from, the From Huntington, L.A., the Bay, Sacramento, Oregon, Washington, Say. Salem, and, like, back down. Yeah. Uh, Harpoon has never left the West Coast. Okay. Um, but, yeah. But it's still a band thing in it? Or? Sorry? It's still a band? To this day? Yeah. No, no. Oh, because no, no. you're like, Harpoon still hasn't left. I was no, like, no, 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 no. I was like... No, we broke up, I want to say, like, in 07. Sick. Yeah. Well, you guys had a last show and everything? Mm. Was no, it, like, I, a big band at the time? Or, like, was it, like... I don't think so. No. I mean, we did, like, a lot of... I think we did three 7-inches and a 12-inch. Yeah. Um, I wouldn't say it was a big band. Yeah. I think we were definitely in this group of bands around that time that were a little younger and different. Yeah. Um, in my opinion. There was, like, a... I would say, so it would be, like... Harpoon Guns, NASA Space Universe, Vomit Bomb, Critical Picnic, Audacity. There was like this little group of bands that were like from Orange County, LA-ish, you know? They were like the young punk bands, I guess. Yeah. Um, like, there's this band called Harry Balzania and the Teeny Weenies. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, they're great. Yeah. The records are great. But they were like a really big, I guess, catalyst for our band. Yeah. In my opinion. Like, they had an older brother who was I want to say like five years older yeah. but he knew a lot of like the older LA bands like Life's Halt the, the Bay Band like What Happens Next he knew like all these other fast core bands from yeah. the era so they like really helped us get into I guess like the LA punk scene and like there used to be shows at like the Cultural Center in Santa Ana and they were a big part of that so they were like a really big catalyst in like the puzzle of this to like get us out of Orange County to play like shows yeah like them and like Beans and Abe and all those people for sure, sure. do you guys play with like Hit Me Back yeah yeah, yeah. I think we played Hit Me Back at I want to say Cashmere Cafe yeah I think it was in Southgate um we played with them I want to say at the Linden House uh but yeah that's how I like that's how I know Beans is like from that from that world yeah yeah sick and from 20 to 25 um what was your like besides like uh, you're doing your touring you're playing bands uh, what else is going on in your personal life do you uh, have you picked up a camera already uh yeah I would say I picked up the camera the first tour which is uh, probably was it film or digital film film in 2006 maybe I know it's cool now like film and like VHS yeah. and like like for sure retro shit or whatever the fuck but was it cool then like I don't know if it was cool or not or were there people using it or like, was there, there like a, a good group of people using me there was definitely people using it this guy Steven Cubicle yeah he ran Cubicle Records he was like a very big film head yeah I remember him shooting a lot of film um but my dad had an old film camera from when he was in the army that he gave me so I took that on my first tour because I just needed something to was like, that, oh so it was an accident I just I just got a camera to document like yeah, yeah. being on tour. Same. I had like I had like digital cameras before that just like to play around the house, you know, with the friends, but like or like little uh, high eight cameras, like video cameras. Yeah. But I would say the first time I like took it vaguely serious was like on tour, yeah. to, like document what we were doing and like remember. Yeah. That was like the sole purpose, to be honest. And you were like, this was high school star, right? This was probably two thousand. Three, two thousand four. Yeah, yeah. I was born around that time. <laughs> that's, <laughs> yeah, that's wild. I'm old. Uh, <laughs> that's crazy. So you're so two thousand three, two thousand four. Um, you're, you're in your twenties. You start taking photos as you're going on tour. Like you say, you're taking your uh, photography more seriously now. Oh, you, it was the first time 
Um, do, are you constantly shooting photos or like it was kind of like here and there? It was here and there. It was definitely not as much as I wanted to or I guess as I would have liked to looking back. Yeah. There's a lot of shows I went to and played from like 2004 to like 2000, I would say, 9 or 10. Well, maybe like say to like 2008 or something that I really regret I didn't take more photos. It's like crazy shows that like I would have loved to have photos from. Like looking back, yeah. But I obviously didn't know I would like photography so much, so I didn't. Didn't make sense at the time, you know. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I was just shooting like sporadically, you know. Yeah. Yeah. And twenty to twenty-five. Uh, what, what are you working on? Are you still in college? What's going on? Yeah, Besides I. Music and photography. Yeah, I started going to college in two thousand five. I graduated in 04, high school. Two thousand five to like two thousand eleven, I was in community college. I went for like six years. Damn. I think, <laughs> I think it was just to delay the point of like actually going to real college. Yeah. And I was doing like so much music during that time and like different bands and like records and all that stuff. I wanted to like make my life as easy as possible to like do that and like not focus on school. So during those like years, I was like doing like a lot of music stuff. That's getting like more into like photography, you know, and like learning Photoshop and like making flyers and. Did you go to uh, Did you go to school just because of your parents or, or Yeah, for sure. Like you were like, yeah. I don't even. That's one hundred percent. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Did you eventually graduate? I'm sorry. Did you eventually graduate? Yeah, I transferred from OCC. I went to Long Beach College for one semester. I hated it. I left, and then I transferred to Cal State Dominguez Hills from 2011 to 2013, 2012. And I got a BA in audio engineering from there. So, you, well, you did you use it or? I used it for one year and I hated it. <laughs> so I, I have nothing to do with my degree anymore. What'd you do? Uh, why'd you hate Long Beach City College? It's too big. Too big. I hated it. I hate the campus. It's too big. Are you socially like like? Are you not like good with like a bunch of people? No, I'm fine with a bunch of people. I just thought it was just too big. I didn't like it. I didn't like walking from one end to the other. <laughs> yeah. The OCC is kind of like a small campus. Yeah. Like in comparative, you know? Yeah. The Dominguez Hills is tiny. Yeah. So I was just like, yeah, that's great. Sick. So from 2025, you finished college. I mean, you, you at some point you transfer. Yeah. 25 to 30, how's your life? Um, doing the DIY thing, did you see any, like, um, what's the word? Um, like, uh, more... Um, like more coming out of it, like is there what tours are you doing? Like what oh, what bands are you start? Sure. So in two thousand seven, like the backtrack, I went on a full my full US tour with my friend's band called Rabies. Rabies. I was it? named after the guy? Uh no. Oh. I think like uh like the disease rabies, oh, IES. Yeah. yeah. Um but they were from Venice and I met them playing in Harpoon Guns yeah. at like a skate park. And I went on the whole U.S. with Rabies and this band called War Crime from the Bay. Yeah. I was just the roadie. And it was like a crazy, it was like, it, how many, it was, it was like 43 shows in like 45 days. No, reverse that. It was 45 shows in 43 days. It was just like a crazy tour. And I'm almost positive the guy Josh and Rabies based his tour off of an old Black Flag tour where they hit like every city in the U.S. Sick. So it was just like a huge tour. That was the first time I ever went like east yeah um then the next summer i'm sorry two summers 2009 i had a new band called francis Harold and the holograms and we did a whole u.s tour based on josh's uh route so we're doing that and then that was the only band i was in at that time 
And then 2011, that band went to the UK for a seven-day tour in the UK. And then that band broke up. And then post that, I started a band called Doses, which is very, like, drum machine, like, aggressive punk, I guess. Um, that band lasted for about three, four years. Broke up, and then we did Lock. And then uh, probably during Lock, we did, like, Leather Slave. And then Lock broke up, and Leather Slave was it's still ongoing, I guess. And then I joined Object, and then I stopped doing that. Sick. How was it going on our first U.S. tour? It was amazing. Um, it was incredible. So would you do the, I mean, I, uh, I mean, I don't know about you, but I did the classic, like, save up money and go on tour. For sure. How much money do you need to save up on a full U.S. tour? Because, uh, I mean, like, it's just like 45 days. Like, on that's the a long time. That's a long time. That's like, how much? That's like a month and... It's like a little, it's like a month and a half. Yeah. Yeah. How was that? It was great. I mean, the first time ever going east yeah. was, like, amazing with, like, two really good bands was sick um and they got to play with like a lot of also good bands it was like that was during the air of that record label uh no way records uh-huh. and like sorry state records were really big so it was like a big u.s hardcore resurgence and so they played like a ton of like really good bands um it was awesome i probably saved up like i don't know i probably took only like five hundred dollars that's or, crazy or like a little more you know i i pray they survive for <laughs> For two weeks of $400. Yeah, I mean, I didn't, like, have to pay for gas. Yeah. I didn't have to pay anything for, like, the lodging if we had to. Like, yeah. I wasn't in the bands. I was just, like, a roadie. Me neither, but yeah. I still couldn't fucking yeah. figure it out. I didn't yeah. learn how to save money. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, do you, um, I, I know, I, I think I talked to someone else about it. Like, bands don't really do full years tours anymore. Sure. Do you, uh, do you think, like, not, not necessarily, like, not necessarily, like, as a... Like a band needs to do it to be get big, but more so, do you like? Do you feel like it's a necessary experience, like for someone who loves hardcore, or like DIY or punk? Like, would you recommend it? Absolutely, yeah. I mean, you see a lot of the country that you'll probably never see, regardless. Yeah. And you do it on like your band's dime, you know. Mm-hmm. Like if you're if you're making like if you make two hundred bucks at one show, that's like enough gas money to get you to the next spot. Yeah. I mean, a lot of the Rabies tour was like a lot of like. We were just like sleeping in the car. Yeah. Or we'd find a skate park and like sleep in the skate park. You know, there was a a lot of like those kind of experiences. It wasn't like a motel every night. Yeah. You know. Did you, uh, Um, I mean, did you, uh, like, did you fucking break your back? Like, just like, like after 45 days, you're like, fuck, I need to sleep or in a bed? I mean, we definitely like, I mean, I think that was like, I don't know. I haven't been on a full toy then in a long time, but I don't know if it still happens where. We're staying at a lot of people's houses. Yeah, yeah. We probably only stayed at like a motel, maybe five nights out of that whole tour. Yeah. And that was like, if we're in the middle of nowhere or we decide to leave after that show and get a head start, we get like a cheap motel somewhere. Yeah. But most of the time it was like people's houses and they usually have like cushions or extra beds or like a blow mattress or something. Yeah. So it wasn't, you know, it wasn't that backbreaking. I think it was just being on the road that long. You just, cause there's a point where you're like, all right, we're only halfway done. Like we have half half more of this to go. Yeah, we have like twenty two more days to go. <laughs> yeah, I feel like uh, going on tours like camping. Like, For sure. Like you look, it's cool when you look back at it. Like, oh shit, I did yeah. that. But when you're in, it's like, ooh, I'm like, you kind of like trying to save money, trying to like rob, yeah. rob, steal some shit here and there. Like you want to be For like sure. But and also when you get older, I feel like you take more stuff. So it's like oh, it's yeah. like extra annoying. Oh yeah. You know, then there's a point where you reach where you're like, oh, I don't want to sleep in a house anymore. I want to like, 
I want to have a shower and a bed. <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah. Like, so it'd be, if I went on a U.S. tour right now, it'd be a lot different, I think, for sure. Yeah, we only took, like, one pair of shorts and one pair of pants. Yeah. Like, it, one, pair of sh- one pair of shoes yeah. and everything. But also, when you're younger, you have, like, crazy experiences you probably don't have when you're older. Yeah. 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 Um, what, what, are some, what are some places going on a full U.S. tour that you'd be like, this place is sick that no, normally you, nobody would think of? Like a state or a city. Yeah. Or, that you remember um, that I was like, damn, that place, like, who knew that place had, like, crazy shit going on? I'd say, like, Southern Oregon. Like, really? Sa- like, Salem and, what's the other one there? The South of Oregon, uh... I forget, but there's one other one. There's, like, a Salem and something else. But the kids, like, were just go off. Dude, Oregon was, you know? for, I mean, at least when I was there, it was depressing. Oh, really? Yeah, Oregon, yeah. that was one of the like, worst places on Earth, probably. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can see that. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, w- I mean, like, New Mexico, like... New Mexico? There's, like, like, some small coffee shop in New Mexico, and, like, it was just... It was sick. Yeah. You know, it was cool to see... Did you ever hear a place like Alabama? Yes. Um, like, just straight up, like, Southern or, like, racist and shit? Like, how was that? Um, I would, don't think I... I would say the... I think my first time in, like, the middle of America, like, Kansas, it was definitely, like, a, a shock. Like, I got, I remember, I was with Rabies in War Crime on the first U.S. tour. I got out of the van, and there's, like, cornfields, like, as far as I could see. I've never seen anything like that before in my life. I just remember we walking to the gas station, and, like, just these, like, middle America folk just, like, could not believe what they saw. Like, you just tell it was, like, heavy eyes on you. Like the whole time Whether it's like If we're like Dirty punks Or if like Because I think uh, Like having a brown guy With them Or like Whatever it might be Is like You can just tell All eyes are on you So it was like Definitely very uncomfortable In like certain areas Did you ever like Have like a problem Like someone's just like uh, At a gig Or like Or uh, like Oh what's that uh, Have you seen that movie Uh it's a fucking uh, that movie where like, it's a punk band and they're on tour and they accidentally play this Nazi fest and oh yeah yeah what's the movie called uh, Green Room yeah the uh, any Green Room type experience um I wouldn't say like race related I just been like have crazy incidents you know yeah I mean there was like we played in Phoenix I think with Rabies I was on their tour someone just like ran into the building and said they had a gun. And like everyone The show just stopped Like everyone, a random person Just like a random person And everyone just like Sat down And like waited for To see what he was gonna do And then he just left Oh really We'll talk more about that Like explain yeah. the whole story yeah. I mean I just That's like what I I reminded my friend Josh About it Maybe a couple months ago And he like totally forgot about it But I think they were just playing And This guy just like runs in I think he had like no shoes He was like kinda dirty He was causing a scene And like he eventually said That he had a gun then it got relayed throughout the crowd, you know, and, like, the show stopped. Like, it was like, I have a gun, like, telling people, or, like... Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah okay, okay, And then, like, it just stopped, and we all just kind of sat there to see what was going to happen. And, like, no one really ran, from what I recall, and he just eventually just left. Did he take out the gun, eventually? No, I don't think he had one. Oh, okay. I don't know if he had one or not. He didn't, like, pull anything out. It's not know? like a movie where, like, everybody's like, oh, fucking guy, everybody's no. just, like, stopped, and, like, no. like, goes down, it's no. like, everybody's just, oh, my God, yeah. No. Yeah. I mean, I've, like... Are you, yeah, any near-death experience? I want to say near death We've had like Crazy car car problems Yeah Like our wheel broke off On the freeway And like the van Just like Skidded to a halt Um I've had like weird instances Like The story that I 
tell on the regular is when I got pink eye in this place called Coquille, Oregon. Yeah. Which is like a logging town on the coast of Oregon. Yeah. Anyways, long story short, it was like this uh, rec center, and they had this huge like uh, bed sheet hanging from the rec center that said like rabies, uh, harpoon guns. At the second opinion played, they're banned from the bay, and this local band called um, John John Paul and the Popes, and no one had I don't know how we booked it or what how we even got this show. But anyway, the show ended, and we asked the guy who was in John Paul, who lived there, like, hey, is there a place we could crash? And I was like, oh, yeah, I got an apartment upstairs with my mom. Like, you're the more welcome. I'm like, you're above the rec center? He's like, yeah, yeah, come up. So like, all right. So we go up there, get all of our shit, go up there. And we go into his room, and, like, all the walls are covered in crayon drawings of, like, stick figures having, like, sex in, like, various Uh-oh. positions. Yeah. And we're just like, oh, crazy. Like, so, yeah. like, <laughs> like, oh, right on, man. That's cool. And the one I specifically remember was a stick figure on the roof, like bending over, and there was a hole poked in the actual ceiling, and he had like a like a brown craft paper towel hanging from it, like it was pooping. We're like, oh, this is weird. So anyways, we kind of like settle down, we get settled, and he's like, hey, do you guys want to see like my shit jar? And we're like, no, we're good. He's like, are you sure? I'm like, yeah, yeah, like we're, we don't want to see a jar of poop. I'm like, why do you even have this? He's like, oh, we throw it on all the rednecks in town. I'm like, oh, that's cool. But then he pulls out this like, Mott's apple juice bottle like the big old the handle on it it's just, just full of shit like liquefied poop and we're like please do not open this and like of course he cracks it open the room immediately smells like shit and we all run outside and we're like we gotta go we can't stay here this is like this is too much so we tell the guy we're like oh sorry we gotta like go we, our show got bumped up like to the day show in San Francisco we gotta go he's like yeah I'll go I'll go whatever so we go to sleep and I wake up and my eyes are just like crusted shut. And I had no idea. I had never had pink eye before, oh. but I didn't know what it was. And like my eyes are just red and like goopy and drippy. And I put in, I put like a bunch of Visine in it. That doesn't work. At one point I thought I was actually going blind because I had never had it. But anyways, we finished the tour. We canceled the show in Arizona. We go home. The drummer of that band, he moved after that tour to Portland and he gave everyone pink eye. There's like this family tree of like me at the top, which is like all these names that got pink eye from like that one guy with the jar of poop. It was just like a crazy like ordeal. Uh, like I'll, I'll never forget. That's what crazy people like that. <laughs> yeah, I've realized, I've realized that. Yeah. Yeah. Damn. Any, any other any other stories like that, or any any other shit that happened on the road? Any weird like some weird people you encountered on the road? I mean, yeah. other. I mean, I'm pretty sure there's a lot, but with some of some of the that comes to mind. I'm trying to think. Um, there was one time in New Orleans on the tour in 2009. Our car had a bunch of problems. We stayed with this guy. And I was like, hey, man, where can we get our van fixed? And he's like, oh, you could go to, like, I got some homies you can go to. I'm like, oh, for sure. Like, what's it called? And he's like, he looks at me specifically and goes, well, he goes, you shouldn't go. I was like, oh, what's up? He's like, like, you just shouldn't go. I was like, for sure. Like, I got it. I was like, what's this place called? So we got our van fixed. And it was called... A-N-M-D Mechanics. <coughs> what was it? And the acronym was all N-words must die. And I was like, yo, for, that, yo. for real? And he's like, he's like, it's chill. They're, like, they're really good. I'm like, that's crazy. That's crazy. <laughs> I was like, I could go there. Like, I think I was probably in charge of the van that day. I'm like, this isn't going to work. Yeah. And um, he's like, I mean, they're chill. I was like, we didn't eventually go. We found someone else to go do our stuff. 
But um, I was just that's on Google Maps store or something. Like I don't know. It was a crazy experience. Um, we played some basement in I want to say Philly, and the basement was flooded with like water. It was only like half of it. So we're like, oh, we can play. It's fine. All the other bands played. And so we play, do our thing. I just remember like rolling up my mic cable, and I'm like, there's all this mud all over my hands. I'm rolling this cable up. I was like, what's going on? And our bass player starts rolling his cable. It was like all this mud all over his hands. I just like sniff it. And it was just like poop. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and so we're like rolling up these cables that are covered in poop somehow. Oh. And they got and like I just remember the bass player freaking out as well as I did. He just like runs out of the basement. Tries to wash his hands. We're just like, oh, yeah, it was, it was a nightmare. It was a nightmare. But uh, how about any uh, any uh, any uh, characters? Or like just weird like what the fuck characters? I'm trying. There's so many you meet that it's like I don't think I can pinpoint like any yeah. actual character. You know? Yeah. Damn, that's crazy. Ugh. <laughs> you didn't throw up or like? No, I was just like I think I was just mad and like yeah. sad. That I just have like poop on my hand now. I'm like, what? Do I, like all my cables too, you know that I use for the whole tour. You know? Yeah. Oh, oh, that's crazy. So, <laughs> so that's leading up to your thirties, right? I'm assuming. No, that was I was probably twenty-two. Okay, okay. So two thousand nine, I would have been. Uh, yeah, twenty-two. But you're touring, doing stuff like this, uh, leading up to your thirties, right? Oh, um, yeah. You so like, touring at some point. No, we I, like so post that like that tour, I guess two thousand nine. That's when doses started. Yeah. I think Doses started actually in 2011. So I'm like, I'm doing like shows between there. 2011, Doses goes on like a small, like little up to Bakersfield, San Francisco, like that kind of thing, Ventura. Um, and I think it's like, I just didn't tour that much. I was probably like working. So I moved to LA in 2012. Mm. So I was kind of like at the point where I go out to pay rent now. All like, you at this time? Well, I moved to LA in 2012. So you, oh, so you were like, I would have been 26. Seven, five, I think. Twenty-five. Twenty-five, twenty-six. Yeah. Um. So I kind of like we weren't touring much. Yeah. With any of my bands, then lock happened. I want to say around like two thousand fifteen. Yeah. Um. And then, how long was lock active? Um, I want to say like three years, right? Three years. I yeah. Think so yeah. Yeah, three years. Yeah. Yeah. And we did like a nuke the nation tour with um was us glory. And there's one more band I'm forgetting, but Sam from Triple B, he organized it all. Yeah. And we did like a show in uh, Toronto for Not Dead Yet, I think that's what it's called. Yeah. Mm. Um, but Lock only did like two tours. It was well, that, uh, was there full US? No, no. We just did that like little. It was a two week trip from like here to like Florida, then up to New York. Okay. Then we flew home. Okay. Like half the US. Yeah. And then we flew out to Texas and did like three shows, like Denton, Dallas, and Austin. Yeah. That was like the extent of like Locke's touring, I think. Okay. From what I recall. You guys are like a super group. I guess so, yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> yeah, yeah, like a lot that. of homies, you know? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah. yeah that's crazy. And uh, w- did you come up with the whole, like, I guess, aesthetic for Locke? Um, no, we were a friend, Matt Belosi. He did the logo. Yeah. Um, it, it's literally just ripped off a store, right? I have no idea where you're talking. Okay, I'm gonna. T- I'm, or if you wrote it, I'm not sure. I tried to picture. Uh, I'm probably gonna hit the theater. There's a theater in Commerce, uh-huh. and on the way out, there's, there's like, like a lock storage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and yeah, I always yeah, see yeah. it. I always think of like lock, 
yeah. I'm not sure he might have. Yeah, yeah. I know. I just I, was, I hit him up. I'm like, yo, I need a logo for his band. He's like, all right, here you go. Yeah. I was like, I, I would get a lock tattoo. That's how much I like lock. <laughs> Sick. But uh, I was like, I don't know how. how what? I just get a lock. Yeah, that was just <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. weird. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. all right, that was just like a dangling lock. Yeah. But yeah, lock thing. And uh, but you came up with the photo, right? I did do the photo, the seven inch cover. Yes. The the rat. Yeah. Yeah, rat. you took the picture of a rat? The, yeah. You like hold it or like? Uh, my friend Brandon is holding three mice, like feeder mice. Oh, okay. And we just took the photo in his basement. He lived in Highland Park with Sam at the time. But yeah. It was just in the basement. Just did you looking. think of like, I'm going to take a picture of this for the cover? Yeah. Or we were just, okay. Yeah. Okay. Does that have any significance or like any? No, it was heavily inspired by the Deep Wound 7 inch. Oh, okay. Because um, I, I believe on that cover he's holding a cub of slugs and they're like oh. crawling out. Yeah. So I was like, let's just do something similar we just like went and bought three mice and took the photo and that was it yeah and and who wrote the lyrics Sam was also that right Sam wrote all the lyrics yeah and you wrote all the music or you and Sam no Sam and I collaborated on most of the music yeah I mean, I think there's a couple songs that I probably wrote yeah um, but most of it I think it was a collaboration between I won't say usually Sam and I say um, cause I think I, I had sent him a demo of like four or five songs of just guitar and then like finger drum machine like on my computer you know yeah and that's kind of how it started we took a little bit of those for the actual demo and then the seven inch him and i worked on a lot together and, like with the band too yeah right and what do you get what do you guys break up why yeah um, or not break up what'd you guys end up? yeah i don't know i think we were just like i mean i will i Honestly, I think I'm the one who said like I don't. I'll, I'm gonna quit. You guys are more than welcome to do it without me. Like, Why did you want to quit? I was just tired, you know, and like I just probably want to do some other stuff. Yeah. And and that was it. And like I think we ended on like a good note. I like the last show we played yeah. at uh, Top Space. Yeah, I wasn't there, like, but I heard a lot of good things. It was a crazy show. That was right when I was getting into hardcore. Okay. Like, yeah. When I was like, well, like going to hardcore shows regularly. Sure. And I just like yeah, it's a show that and you guys ever gonna play another show. I don't know. Play to the show. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like that Soul Search show you guys could have like hopped on. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. It's just been so long. You play another show. <laughs> just for me. You just for me. Like just for you. We'll yeah, yeah. Just for you. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah, yeah. Sam was like, I want to play. I kind of want to play another show, and I'm like, and he's like, but no one's gonna care. I'm like, I don't care. Yeah, I was gonna really just me. Like, because we were working on a 12 inch before we broke up. And it's like, so there's like unreleased slog music. There's like, I think two or three demos of just like on my phone of like songs that we were working on. Oh. Um, but yeah, that's about it. Dude, you know? please. Okay, <laughs> let's just like just do like a, I don't know, like a dollar, like or like a random show, like. Yeah. I, I mean, I feel like the opportunity. I feel like you guys like like distort fury, like mm -hmm. Firestarter, lock. You know what I mean? Like for sure, yeah. Yeah, oh, uh, just putting it out there, <laughs> just putting it out there, like put it into the universe. Yeah, yeah. You never know. Manifestation, yeah. Yeah. All right, so uh, so does leather sleep happen during lock or after lock? I will say leather sleep was before. And during. Now, would you come with that? That's a hard hit thing. I actually don't know. I think we just like. So, me and my friend Patrick, it's yeah. mainly our thing. Yeah. We record all the music, so Patrick and I. And I think we just came up with a name just like randomly. Yeah. And I think the idea of that band was like to never pre write a song before recording. Mm. So, like to keep it like really fun and like very low effort. We could just like. Wrote, Patrick wrote all the riffs like when we were in like I guess like the studio like my four track you know yeah. and I'd be like okay just keep playing it and I'd come up with a drum beat and then we'd just record like 
four minutes of it and then just like stop it. Same. So that's like every song we did was like that. You know? I don't think we ever intended to play live either. Yeah, we played it live, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we played like a, I would say a handful of times, probably like a dozen times. I think you just put it live a lot. We did, yeah. Yeah. At um, our, like a sandwich shop or like something like that. No. No, we played at um, Monty Bar, I think. Oh, okay. No, no, we played some with Iron Lung. Yeah, it was yeah, us. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but um, yeah. So now you're uh, thirty six. Yes, I'll be thirty seven in a month. That's crazy. Yeah. How do you feel? I feel great. Yeah, yeah I'm chilling. Uh, are you um, are you satisfied with where you are? For sure. Yeah. Like being a DIY dude. Like, like, do you ever, did you ever wish or kind of low key hope that one of your bands would have like became a, a money making thing? No, I don't think so. Because I think I'd always I always did bands just for like the pure, like enjoyment of doing them and yeah. like making something and being creative yeah and like if they happen to like gain some interest or go somewhere so be it but I, I never never really started anything out of like a oh I want to get rich or famous off this it was just like the pure create like creative process of it you know yeah um but yeah yeah that's all I've always felt like anything you know I do whether it be like a book or a record or whatever you know it's always just like I want to do this yeah so I'll do it going uh I mean maybe I could maybe really quick to judge but like you like you have a nice home you have a nice job sure um you would you consider yourself um I mean cause like I feel like DIY, being being DIY like like being uh, someone like I mean not that like I mean even if you were DIY for just to bear you that's how, the way you want to like do all your music and zines or stuff like I think it could go very uh, it could go very south real quick sure. like a lot of people I think being DIY they take it as like that's their whole life sure. and like they like kind of cheapen their life you okay. know what I mean like you know what I mean like, it's, sure. like, like I feel like it's cool if you want to do your zines your music whatever like that's cool you know what I mean like, sure. like I believe also like a success is an opportunity mm-hmm. take it but um would you say like you're uh, you're like a great example of someone who like I'm doing this DIY and this is all like you know, like playing shows and like basins half loaded with shit on it, yeah. but then like also like like being able to, to like like do gr- good life choices that like you're mm-hmm. not like just broken like some like totally yeah 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 do you do you uh, do you do you think that's really common DIY more like being on the side of like cheapening your life more than like doing something good with your life? What do you- I think it just depends like what choices you want to make yeah and like if an opportunity arises to let's say like make some money off of something as long as it doesn't you know as long as it doesn't cheapen your morals and values and ethics of how you feel about something I think it's like totally fine to do yeah units for like because there's so many levels of like DIY that's true you know like if someone offered you like oh can I give you six thousand dollars to like do this like photo campaign but like I think it's that person's responsibility to ask like well what is it being used for who is it for where is it going who's behind it yeah you know and if like if you find something in that like mix that doesn't align with how you like your ethics or morals and like it's up to you to decide if you want to do it or not yeah I think that's where like the line of drawing like DIY you know like where those ethics and morals come in yeah like being able to be like oh 
this thing associates with XYZ that I don't really like or agree with, so it's not for me. Yeah. You know? Sure. I think that's how you keep, like, the clear conscience and, like, make good decisions, you know? Interesting. And as far as photography goes, how does, um, how, when do you start taking photography more seriously? I'd probably say around, like, 2011, 2010. Yeah. I moved out of my parents' into an apartment with my friend Devin Briggs and John Gaston. And John played in a lot of my bands. Um, but we all got an apartment together in Huntington, like, closer to downtown. And Devin actually is like was very into photography as well. So him and I had like a really, I guess, close bond with photography. Yeah. And so we'd always be like checking certain like blogs or websites and like experimenting with cameras and like go on photo adventures. So I think that like really nourished like my my love for like photos. Yeah. And like the adventure that comes along with photos, you know. Is there any photographers you like, kind of like like kind of try to like imitate? Um, for sure, I think, like, you take a little, like, inspiration from, like, every, like, a lot of photographers, and you'll eventually find your own, like... What's some of your favorite photographers? Or some of, like, you, like, I kind of... This is the closest thing. Yeah. Um, I would say Ed Templeton is, like, a really big influence. Ed Templeton. Um, this guy, uh, this Japanese photographer, Daido Moriyama, was, like, a really big influence on me. Uh, Bruce Gilden, Martin Parr. Um, I would say those, like, my probably like my top like I could think of off my head yeah um but yeah I mean I for sure there's times where you try to like imitate it like 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 Dido Moriyama I guess for example his are very stark contrast black and white photos but is also like a very time in Japanese photography from like the 70s yeah um but you could take a lot of like influences from that and like make it your own is there anything your photos try to capture or is there a goal like um they try to like when you take a photo or take photos i think like looking at all my stuff i would say there's like a lot of humor in my photography yeah um which i don't think i realized until like later on when i like actually like got into it and looked back yeah there's like a lot of like funny moments that i think are funny yeah and want to like express like oh this is funny for this reason like the the speedboat shirt yeah. for example like that's just funny. He's wearing that shirt. Yeah. You know, like that was that was the photo. Um, either that or like uh, I like really like dramatic events. Mm. Um, there was a there was a TikTok thing called Adrian's Kickback that happened down in Huntington. Uh, yeah, you yeah, know yeah. about that? Yeah. So I went down there and like shot all like a bunch of photos from there. Okay. Um, but like that just like intrigued me beyond belief. Like, interesting. I had just got back from like a surf trip. Like with some friends to LA and Devin actually he texted me he's like you gotta come down to Huntington there's this thing going on I'm like what is it yeah he's like I don't know but you gotta come I'm like okay and I got down there and like the moment I got off the freeway onto Beach Boulevard I'm like this is nuts like there was cars in front of me yelling at each other being like are you going to Adrian's kickback I'm like what is this and it was just chaos yeah like, I loved every second of it interesting you're yeah. you're very calm dude but I guess you're drawn to chaos for sure I'm, yeah. like, definitely drawn to, like, chaotic events and, like, dramatic events, like, 100%. Do you partake in most of them? No, I try not to. Sick. It's, like, the same as, like, shooting, like, a punk show. Yeah. Like, they're so chaotic, you know, in general. And, but you're like, just out here, like, really, like... Yeah, and I love taking photos of shows, you yeah. know? Um, but it's, like, the same difference, but, like, from, like, a venue to, like, the street. What do you think about show... What do you think about, like, show photography being oversaturated? 
Just like there being a lot of yeah, photographers. Yeah, or someone who like been taking photos before it was popular, using a phone photo before it was sure. trendy. Do you like look down on it, or do you like encourage it, or do you not care? I think it's like definitely have and have. I don't look down on it. I think anyone like taking photos and like expressing themselves creatively is like very valid and like worth their time, and like it could be worth someone else's time. But I think I won't say the oversaturation, but I think there being like a lot of photographers at one show could maybe hinder like the overall vibe, you know? Like if you're going to a show, you don't want to see like flashbulbs going off every 10 seconds, you know? Um, but that being said, like there's so many photographers, like I think it's only fair that everyone like is able to like take a photo, like get their shot, you know? So it's like it's I go I go very back and forth on it. Yeah. Um, well, like, even like you're saying uh, like a, a fucking show half flooded and be like I'm gonna play even yeah. though like most people would have been like what the fuck totally like, that's like that's like um, that's like uh, I don't know it's kind of that's, that's sick not only is that sick but like it's it just sounds more appealing like I like uh, like being in LA <laughs> uh, like or well like surrounding like surrounding big scenes or like every, like every like I don't think there's necessarily I wouldn't consider any scene here small yeah at all uh, like you know there's a there's like a Fucking three videos, sure. Like, video sets. There's like a bunch of photographers, <laughs> film digital, and then there's like a fucking what's the word? Uh, there's a whole edit on someone's phone. And then there's a TikTok of just yeah. those. You know what I mean? And there's like at the end of the day, like two people moshing, and yeah. then that person is tagged, and then that yeah. person moshing. Sure. Repost. Look at me moshing. Mm-hmm. That being said, like even though hardcore is like, I guess bigger mm-hmm. now more than ever, even on the DIY aspect. I still go to like, for example, we went to Bellingham, Washington. So that's yeah, and it's like, like a fucking like, it's like kind of like this apartment where it's like you go in there, it's the bathroom, you go in over there, it's like a room, someone's sleeping. Yeah, yeah. You go in there, there's like a venue. You know what I mean? Like, like shit like that, where it's like, where it's like this seems like it's like not only is like I'm not trying to like, cause I'm I, like I'm conflicting. Where it's like I love like don't get me wrong, like being successful, like you know, like just making something of yourself, but also it's like. Well, like, uh, like shout out to Alexander Spit, like where there's where there's uh, there's less cameras on where the realist. and like you look yeah. at you look at places like that where it's like people are moshing, people are doing a fucking wall of death where there's like a skinhead, yeah. there's a like, girls in there, there's like like a mix of people, like just like well, I was like, what the fuck is going on? Yeah, yeah. But like you go show here, it's like like I said, that's you know that's what's happening. Yeah. But with that being said, it's like, do you believe like that DIY aspect of like where there's no cameras there, like? Will that always be a thing, or like, do you think eventually, like, cities like Bellingham, or like that, what it was not like LA, like that camera, that yeah, like yeah, yeah. that like oversaturation will bleed into that those cities also. Probably eventually. You think so? Yeah, but also that being said, I think because I think about this a lot. There's always going to be a group of like teenagers who are new to whether it be hardcore, hardcore, or, sorry, hardcore <laughs> punk, or like ska. Or whatever, death metal, whatever it may be. There's always going to be a younger group of teenagers somewhere who don't are probably not so like tuned in. They're just doing it to do it because they want to, or they see like, oh, like I love this band from whatever Arkansas like three years ago. Let's do like a let's let's do like a band like that. They start their own little scene that's going to eventually like flourish into something else, or it might not. But I think there's always going to be little pockets of like young kids who are gonna just do it just to do it yeah there might be like different intentions like 
Yeah. Because, like, it's so easy now to, like, pop on your phone and be like, oh, this is crazy, this is crazy, then, like, you know, have the intention of doing it to get, like, a crazy clip or a crazy photo. Or a graphic designer, but you're, like, but you're, like, but you're like, you're just making, like, like, you're making what yeah. someone else did on their room, like, back in the day, on yeah. your laptop. Like, it's, just, it, it, like, teeters a line of being, like, documentary and a necessity versus content and, like, clout, you know? And I don't think, I also don't think either are wrong. Yeah, yeah. I think it's just different worlds. I yeah, think, yeah. You know? It's just like, goes on to, like, the world's, the, the world's, the world's just get shittier. Yeah, if you, like, I always think, like, if you want to go do photography for, like, a living, that's no less valid than doing it, like, as, like, an art form to, like, document and create a mood. Yeah, yeah. I think they're both, like, valid in their own ways. You might not agree with either or, but... Everyone should have a chat. Everyone should, like, be able to do what they want and create if they want, you know? Or if you want to make money off XYZ, like, go ahead. Yeah. You know, it's like, it's their life. What do you... What's next for you? You're going to get uh-huh. married? You have kids? You're gonna <laughs> no move, kids. You're gonna, no kids. No kids. You don't purposely don't want kids. I don't want kids. What do you, um, you hate kids? I don't hate kids. I just like having my free time. Same. I was like, <laughs> I'm gonna do what I want. Yeah. You know. Um, I don't know. I'll probably just like I've been doing like more photo stuff, like actual. Not to diminish what I've done, but it's just like it's just different. Yeah. You know, it's like I've been getting more into like band, like photo stuff. Yeah. So, I guess I've been like doing a lot of that. Other than that, I mean, that's all I've just been focusing on doing yeah. that. Yeah. You're gonna be an artistic person until you die. Probably, yeah. That's yeah. sick. Yeah. All right. Yeah. You want to wrap this up here? Sure. Yeah. Let's do it this or that, and officially wrap it up. So I'm gonna basically do like Metallica, Slayer. You're gonna be like Metallica. Sure. Then, yeah. And then I do the next question. All right. Ready? Yeah. Yeah. Metallica, or Slayer. Metallica. Pearl Jam or Alice in Chains. Alice in Chains. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I was like, uh, I was. Uh, uh, mayhem or Dark Throne? Mayhem. Coke or Pepsi? Coke for sure. Walmart or Target? Target. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, Green Day or Blink? Green Day. Green Day. Iron Lung or Rika Nachos? Iron Lung. Lack of interest or despise you? Lack of interest. Spaz or plutocracy? Plutocracy. Death or obituary? I'll say obituary. Pantera or Pantera or Slayer? Slayer. Slayer rolls on. Rival Mob or Mental? I'll say Rival Mob. Say. The mob does roll on. True, yeah. <laughs> 100%. Yeah. Uh, triple B or Flat Spot? I'd say Triple B. That's my boy. Yeah. yeah. Roadrunner or Nuclear Blast? Who's even, I don't know who's on Roadrunner now. That's true. I don't know either. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. Uh, AFI or... Uh, the Mi- uh, I'm trying to think of a good one. The Misfits or Rancid? Oh, that's, Misfits for sure. That's a random one, yeah. Uh, Rancid or Offspring? Offspring. Really? Yeah, I love Offspring. Oh, that sucks. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Rents, dude, Rents is one of them. They're from Orange County. I gotta rep. Yeah, that's true. I gotta. Uniform choice or unity? I'll say uniform choice. Really? Yeah. Um, oh, fuck. Uh, Abuso de Poder or Pichon Postum? 
I only have heard of you of them. Damn. Alright, uh. Death or Haybreed? What was the first one? Death or Haybreed. Haybreed. Haybreed? Yeah. Uh. I think that's it. Sick. Alright, let's wrap it up. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Anything else you want to say? No, I'm good. I'm good. Yeah. Yeah. Alright, Chris Kirk, already know. Thank you.